Welcome to the Improv in Practice podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Wilson, bringing you interviews, inspiration, and information on improvised theater with Synergy Theater. You can find Synergy Theater's classes, workshops, performances, and more at synergytheater.com. That's S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y theater.com. Okay, lights down, curtain up. Hello, improvisers. In this episode, we talk about Synergy Theater's new production, Adventure Serial. Adventure Serial kicks off Synergy Theater's 2024 season of shows in a big way. Valerie Jord and I are joined by Griffin Beer and Adam Ledemian. You'll hear us refer to Adam as Heather in this episode, but Adam let us know that they changed their first name. We four discuss Adam's journey to the cast, what it means to be an adventurer, and the unique challenges Synergy Theater faced in performing their own stunts for Adventure Serial. Get your season tickets now, and you can join Val and I for Adventure Serial, February 1st to February 11th, 2024, and then My Dearest Love, followed by Spontaneous Soap. Go to SynergyTheater.com and click on Performances. Okay. On to the interview. Val, how lucky are we? The luckiest. I am feeling very lucky and grateful today, and I hope you both are well. How are you? I'm doing very well. Griffin, how's it going? I'm great. I guess, full disclosure, we are recording this right after Thanksgiving, so I think we were discussing food hangovers. Yes. I woke up with one this morning. I do not drink, and... <laughs> I had so much good food, and this morning I woke up and I was like, oh, because I don't usually eat like that, but totally worth it. Yeah, for me, outside of the food, Thursdays are usually when we have our synergy rehearsals, so it's a little odd taking a week off, but Thanksgiving is worth it, of course. Okay, but only Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) That's the only exception, yes. Well, I... I cannot wait to dive in. I would love to hear from Heather what your journey has been like as someone who has been in Synergy Theater's periphery, but also very much involved behind the scenes, more like set design and creative influence and on and on and on. You actually have a a long history with Synergy Theater, but only recently are you joining the cast as a performing member that I know of. Is that accurate? Yes, definitely. Okay. So please tell us about school when you graduated and your journey to today. Yeah, it's definitely been a long one with several twists and turns. Uh, Growing up, as you mentioned, I've uh, just been in the Synergy Theater world. And before that, there was the general improvisation world that I just sort of would follow along with my little backpacks after school and watch every various rehearsal and class and all sorts of things. But for a very long time, I didn't want to do it myself. Frankly, I was just afraid. There's not a script. You never know what's going to happen. I was shy in general, and it took a lot to bring up the confidence to even imagine doing it. But when I was in college, my freshman year acting class had an improvisation unit. And I, for a long time, had kind of 
begrudgingly participated in any of those that had come up before, but I figured, okay, it's it's fine. I'll, I'll give it a, a real honest shot and try it. And I loved it. <laughs> I don't know what had changed between that and whatever came before, but maybe just the way that the specific exercises were being framed. I just, I had so much fun. So that summer, I took one of my dad's classes and started loving it even more. And it just felt so comfortable. All of the things that I love about theater, like I write, I perform, I enjoy directing as well. Like all of it is in improvisation. You get to do all of it all at once. And it's just really, really fun. As years went by, I would go back and forth knowing that I loved it, but also being in a little bit of fear or even <laughs> a denial about wanting to be a part of it just because I'd pushed it away for so long. And on top of that, it's my dad's thing. So I spent so much of my life explaining to people why I didn't want to do his thing that I kind of got it all in my head very much. But then after moving back home, I I saw a roll of the dice and had a, a number of those same conversations afterwards. People would come up to me and be like, oh, so do you do improv too? And I was like, oh, haha, no. But as I kept watching the shows, I kept thinking like, oh man, that would be cool. I probably would like to do that. So I I brought it up to Ken and we decided, okay, I'd take another session of his classes and see how it went from there. And it went well. So I auditioned and now I'm in and I'm really, really excited about it. It's been a lot of fun. It's amazing to have you as part of the crew. And I, but I don't want to speak for Griffin. Griffin, what do you think? I agree. It was a bit of a surprise when we learned that Heather was interested in auditioning. But Heather came in and we did some wonderful scenes. We kind of put new people through the gauntlet where we throw everyone at them and they get to try a lot of different things, practice some of the upcoming shows. So I threw at Heather to do a scene in the style of adventure serial. And I think we also did one in the style of My Dearest Love, which is coming up next year. And Heather slotted right in. So I'm super happy to have them as part of the cast. Do you remember the moment when you were watching Heather in a scene or maybe you were in the scene with Heather and it something clicked and you're like, oh, yeah. Ooh, okay. I have to think for a second. We did a scene that was interesting. I think it it was an army situation. So yeah. I forget who else was in it, but I know I was in it and we were behind enemy lines. It was maybe World War II and our tank had broken down. And Heather came in, I think as a, a French army person. <laughs> I don't know, the rank and assisted. And it just felt comfortable. You want to be comfortable and trust the people that you perform with. And Heather gave off that vibe. And of course, the performance was there. So Heather, take us back to that moment when you are part of the first Synergy Theater rehearsal. Were you nervous? I really wasn't. For me, my first synergy rehearsal, it, it almost feels <laughs> odd to call it that because in a way, like, yes, it was my first synergy at the rehearsal where I was performing. But before that, I jumped into 
warm-ups every once in a while and I just I'd been to so many throughout the years I, I already knew everybody it's not like I was meeting anybody new nerves were not as much of a factor so it was more like coming home yeah very much so wonderful and what was your first impression of the new show that's coming up adventure serial directed by griffin what was your first impression I have loved it from the first second that I knew we were doing it. Adventure action stuff in general is just such a favorite genre of mine. I had seen their performances of it online during COVID and it was all so much fun. And then on top of that, Griffin sent out a very awesome detailed informational packet of uh, what the show was going to be like and all the various inspiration that it was taking from. It was all just so amazingly well thought out and exciting I and in rehearsals it's very much all living up to the expectation it's really really fun can you remember back to some of the questions you may have had going in or did Griffin just cover it all yeah I think some of the major questions were like how we would execute the action and do all of the stunts and the chases and the running and all of these things um, and that's what we've been working on for the first couple of rehearsals anyway. We've spent some time on running or walking in place so that we can have important scenes in the midst of moving around and without spoilers. The the first section of each play includes a very fun musical underscored action sequence that we've been practicing a lot. It's really fun. It it works all really well. Well, I remember and I'm sure Val does too how much the adventure serial show meant to us during covid and how refreshing it was and griffin used skills that i didn't even know were real in mm -hmm. delivering the special effects through youtube for the show and yeah. it, it was so much fun and so creative and so artistic and really spoke to and highlighted the incredible skills of the Synergy Theater group. And so I can't wait to see how it translates from that format to the in-person format. So Griffin, did you always know that you were going to carry this from online to the stage? I did not. No, when we came out of doing the online shows and re-emerging back onto the stage, we had discussed perhaps adapting some of the online shows, but part of what we did with all of those online shows, we were trying to think of things specifically geared to be performed on Zoom and over the internet and using that opportunity to do things that we wouldn't necessarily be able to do on the stage. Ken, who called me up one day over a year ago, said, hey, Griffin, I'm planning the next season of Synergy would you be interested in doing adventure serial? And at first I was a little reluctant, mainly because the way we had pulled it off online would be very hard to translate onto the stage. We did it all in black and white, thanks to the Zoom filters. We really took advantage of the virtual backgrounds. I must have had over a hundred different virtual backgrounds that we used in each show. The main thing that concerned me was all of the action. Somehow performing online in our chairs, though I think Valerie Regalia was standing the whole time, 
it made the action easier because it was kind of like we were running in place and feigning everything. When we actually had to bring it onto the stage, that's what scared me a bit because we couldn't fake it as much. We'd have to actually do all the the punching and the running. I I didn't know if it was possible, but Ken really talked me into it and I figured out what needed to be stripped away from the online performance and how to adapt it for the stage so that we could integrate all of those wonderful things and add new elements that the online format was limiting us from doing. Heather, if you had to guess, what do you think was Griffin's first inspiration in creating Adventure Serial? I know that Griffin, you spend a lot of thought on film and things like that. So I imagine there was an element of combining a love of film and figuring out what to create that would take use of Zoom and cameras and pulling those together to create something really fun. That would be my guess. And Val, do you have any background on the origin of Adventure Serial from your perspective? Just that I've always loved the original adventure type movies from Star Wars to Back to the Future to Indiana Jones and taking my boys to our own road trip to adventures. I'd like to think that had some kind of influence on Griffin. Okay, Griffin, what was your inspiration? I think it was a combination of the two. Part of it was that I was taking a lot of film classes at the time and diving into the history of film and getting really interested in the film serial genre. And the other part of it was I enjoyed adventure movies, specifically the Indiana Jones one. And I saw an opportunity to combine them into one beast that we could put on the screen. Heather, what do you find inspiring about performing in adventure serial? I think the, I say challenge, but I mean that in a, in the fun way, <laughs> the challenge of making something that hits all of the awesome traditional points of the genre, like the the villains and the fights and all of these things, but also finding the heart of the relationships and the importance of each story and weaving all of that together into one. That's what I love about the genre in general. So being able to work on creating that spontaneously is really cool. How is your experience with this influencing your own creativity? I know that you are a wonderful writer and that you have directed and intend to go on directing. So how is this experience influencing those endeavors? I think it's about the improvisational mindset, like being able to just do that. (laughs) Of course, it's not working now when I'm talking about spontaneously being able to say things, (laughs) but just the speed at which you have to create something and design something, it it helps with being able to do that later when you're writing something and maybe you're starting to experience a block or whatever, being able to say, okay, well, just take whatever offer is spinning around in your head and do something with it. It gets things moving and doing that within the genre helps in that same way of specifying it, but letting it fly at the same time. It's a very versatile skill. Griffin, what influence do you hope that you have directing? What influence do you hope that you have on your fellow performers? I think that a lot of our synergy performances are rooted in theater. That's something that Ken really enjoys 
to be an element of synergy, not to disparage other improv groups or troops, but a lot of them maybe don't implement as many theatrical staging elements as we try to in our shows. And I truly enjoy that, but it does lead to a lot of blocking, not in the improv sense, but kind of the choreography sense of us firmly planting our feet in certain spots on the stage and having dramatic conversations that have an interesting perspective to the audience. But with adventure serial, the genre is so much based in movement and action and adventure that I wanted to break us out of standing still too much and to have us running in place and jumping and not sitting too much. That's something we do a lot in Synergy and it works for many of the shows. But for this one, hopefully that can inspire us going forward to try out some more action-oriented shows that involve using the space for diving and running and somersaults and whatever else we can do to the extent of not hurting ourselves. Can you describe a little bit more what movement and that kind of performance, what that has meant to the performance of Adventure Serial? I really want to stay true to the genre. In adventure films, there's a lot of chases. There's a lot of action, punching, swinging from things, diving. And that's not all necessarily easy to do on a stage, let alone when you're improvising and no one knows what is that person going to do next. Plays and movies have weeks to choreograph all these stunts. We have seconds and we're trying our best not to hurt ourselves or each other. So what I've been introducing is a lot of chase sequences that involve running in place and set pieces which inspire us to do more action-oriented things on the stage and get our hearts racing. We really feel like we are in the jungle or we're on these chases and we're not just in a black box theater. Heather, I know that you did the set that was awesome for Z is for Zombie. So tell me about how you are influencing and helping to create the set pieces in Adventure Serial. Yeah, the set for this one, it's a very much a collaboration from a, a number of different people and a number of different shows. We're taking set pieces that were made for Myth and Magic, as well as those same chairs with their new paint from Z is for Zombie. And then we're making this larger ramp platform that we'll be able to use to jump on and roll off of and fall off of on the back and things like that. We have such a wonderful community that is throwing so many resources at us. So Val was able to get us all of the wood and screws and things that we need. And Ed is getting me into his wood shop at Akalani's and I'll be able to work with the students there and they're all going to help build this thing that I've designed. So it'll be really, really fun. Whoa. Do you guys have bumps and bruises? Not yet. No? <laughs> any any near mishaps you want to tell us about? No one has been injured in the slightest. In fact, I feel like it's improved our health overall. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That was my next question. Are you both feeling more athletic? <laughs> Definitely. And Griffin? An interesting thing is that 
I will be kind of the host for the show. And this one will involve a lot of audience interaction where I need to pop out of a scene, they go into a soft freeze, and I get a suggestion. And there have been instances in rehearsal where I will have been fake running with someone like Adrian for a minute, jumping over stuff and dodging rocks and boulders. And then I have to freeze and I have to go up to the audience and it should be a smooth transition, but usually it's like 10 seconds of me with my hands on my knees, catching my breath. And then I'll be like, all right, uh, in this next scene, where, where are we? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a workout. <laughs> I love that. You're going to be more fit than you were when you started. Hopefully so. Yes, I think definitely so. So Griffin, this is going to be so much fun. And it sounds like a fresh representation of what improvisation in the theater can be. I'm super excited. And I'm sure Val is too. Valerie, do you have any questions? Mm, I think I'm just curious, like you were explaining earlier, Griffin, how this is way more physical than the typical stage shows you've done before. Are you guys actually trying to choreograph some of your like action and fight scenes? I think choreograph in the sense that pointing people in the right direction. And what that means is that our audience in the uh, Vukasin Theater is an L shape. We always work on our shows where to stand on the stage and perform so that everyone, no matter where they're seated in the audience, can see us and clearly see our faces as we're performing. In that sense, I and with the suggestions of other people in the company have been working on where best to stand and orient our action. But in the sense of pre-scripting what we are going to do, I'm not mandating anything like that. We can certainly take inspiration from things we did in rehearsal into the show once we're actually performing. But as anything we do, I want it to be organic and open to the performers and the audience suggestions to take us in wild, fun, unexpected directions. One more question. What about um, costumes? I am coordinating with Nikki on the costumes, and it's a work in progress trying to make sure that we all have uniform costumes. For the people playing the main character, who's the adventurer. Okay, yes. And, well, two things. There are no bad seats in the Vukasin Theater, and that is due in no small part to the intimacy of the stage. It's a smaller theater. It is an L shape, but also due in great part to Synergy Theater's performers' awareness of the audience, where they're sitting. So you can sit anywhere in the Vukasin Theater, and it is a good seat. You will feel like you are close to the action. And I'm happy to hear that that is a conscious choice of the performers, Griffin, that speaks to all of your skill and awareness uh, of the audience. I love that. And then the other thing, Griffin, that you were making me think was the costuming for Zia's for Zombie was very different. It was purposeful in that it was the word monotone comes to my mind mm, because definitely. as I understood it, you wanted to convey like a humdrumness, simpleness to the small town that this event was taking place in. So all of your costuming was casual clothing in 
grays and beiges. And it was a simple touch, but I, I found it informative and influential. I would like to hear from Heather more about how the costuming influenced Z is for Zombie. Were you behind the costuming decisions there? That is all Nikki, Nikki Byleth and her genius. I had a window behind the curtain, but I didn't make any of the decisions. I, I was aware of how purposeful it all was with the, exactly the monotone, more earth colors. And then everyone had a little hint of red somewhere on their costume. That was the other thing. And I thought it was really smart, really cool. Oh, I didn't notice the hint of red. Val, did you? I remember I, I attended a rehearsal and I remember hearing that, but I think because it, they seemed to look kind of washed out. And then when the scenes became bloody red with the lighting that emphasized the hints of red that were in there, but very, very clever. Very clever. Yes. I'm sure that I did notice it on some level. So Griffin, again, I can't wait to see Adventure Serial and how it will be such an adventure on stage. And of course, every show is different. I hope that you guys all have energy drinks behind the scenes <laughs> and plenty of water. Do you guys warm up, do some stretching before <laughs> rehearsals, in addition to what you usually do to warm up? I have to start implementing that more. When Ken directs, he has a specific exercise that involves a lot of stretching. I assume he's maybe led you through it before, Sarah. Yes. I haven't been doing that as much, but it seems more and more evident with the amount of fake running that we're doing that <laughs> I'll need to give people more time to warm up their bodies before rehearsal. I was listening to a really great interview with the founder of uh, Cirque du Soleil, and this talk is reminding me of the moment that he, his name is Guy, the moment that he and other performers way back before they had started their own circus were on stage all together, all at once, and doing very physical performing, like fire breathing and stilt walking. And there was a moment where they looked around and they felt that, oh, wow, we can bring joy to people, to our audience in what we're doing. And I'm guessing that perhaps you have had a similar experience or drive behind what you're doing with Adventure Serial. Griffin, can you speak to that? I certainly want the audience to feel involved and engaged and enthralled and inspired by the show, whatever form that takes for them. Maybe it's more running on the treadmill because they see us running in place a lot. Or maybe it's just an inspiration to go back and watch serial films which are at the root of this and cinema history from over 70 years ago. What I love about adventure movies, especially ones like Raiders of the Lost Ark, is I come away from the performance from the movie thinking, oh, yeah, I want to do that in that I want to travel and I want to see other places that are historical and that have a sense of adventure all their own and a deep history. And I, I want to go and I want to see this artifact in person. And I want to meet 
other adventurers when I'm out in the world. And do you feel that way when you come away from a, a movie or a performance that is in this genre? Yes, definitely. I don't know where to meet an adventurer, but I certainly always want to. Ever since forever, every time I see some movie, especially some kind of action thing like that, the next evening when I'm by myself is often me playing out scenes and pretending I'm in the world and things like that. But yeah, I I always want to be a part of it. You have an incredible sense of adventure, I think. And Valerie, I'm sure, will back me up on this. You love to travel. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I, I haven't had as many opportunities to do so, but whenever I do, I love it a lot. Yeah. And you're interested in the world and in different people and different yeah. cultures. And I know you read widely and I see all of that as a love of life and getting out there and experiencing it, which I think is the root of adventure films. Griffin, this genre, why do people flock to see this kind of performance and why do they feel so good when they leave? I think it goes back to just human curiosity and exploration. The reason why we live in the United States is because people in Scandinavia and Spain and Italy were like, what else is out there? And it didn't always transpire in very good ways, but that human curiosity to see what do I not know? What is there to be explored and discovered that I've never seen before? And I think that's led to a lot of positive curiosity in other cultures and exchange of people across the world. We're all humans and we express that in different ways. And it's lovely to find all those different idiosyncrasies across the world. Yes. I wish I knew where that sense of adventure comes from, that sense of looking at the horizon and wondering what's, well, what's beyond that? And I want to go there and that drive to change your space and change what is familiar and seek the unfamiliar and the scary and take a big risk. I feel like at the very root for human beings, it comes from I need food. There's no food here. Is there food and shelter over the horizon? And when we are able to finally get to a spot where we have those resources, we still have that urge to see what's over the horizon. But it turned into a personal need rather than a need for sustenance. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah, I think in addition to that, I, I'm reminded of a book I've read called The Storytelling Animal, How Stories Make Us Human. And its main argument is about how the thing that differentiates humans from all other animals, it's not tools because there's other animals that we found that use them. There's something about the human brain that added this element of imagination and story that particularly a desire to have everything in the world it, our history and our own personal lives follow these story arcs that we tell and create or just try to follow along with i would bet there's an element of looking out into the horizon and wanting to know the end of the story and so you try and find it i love that and I'm thinking that there are always those that are more settled and perhaps would say, no, you, you should stay. Stay with what is 
familiar. Stay where it's safe. Don't go over the horizon. You don't know what's there and you don't know how it's going to change you. You don't know if if you're going to come back. Here is safe. What's wrong with here? I'm sure that there were those influences over many voyagers. Heather, if you were to put yourself in the shoes of the historical figure or someone from your imagination who wants to adventure the world and voyage over that horizon to a brand new place in those shoes, how would you speak to someone who was giving you a very good argument on all the reasons why you shouldn't go? What would you say? All of those reasons to not go exploring are definitely strong, certainly back in historical days, but even nowadays, there's always a reason why it's risky to leave your job or leave the place you live or any number of things. But I would say if there's something you feel like you're missing and it's not where you are right now, then the only thing you can do is try to find it. And either you try or you accept that you'll never know or you won't find it or you won't have the thing you're looking for. And sometimes it's okay to make that choice, but it's Very admirable to be willing to brave the unknown and find the answer or the story you're looking for. I think it's very brave and it's necessary for us, everyone, to have these adventurers, these voyagers that will not take no for an answer, that will not settle, that will not listen, (laughs) and that are willing to go, even though they may be thought of as crazy. Griffin, what do you think? Well, I wanted to go back to earlier, and I really wanted to hear my mom, her perspective on kind of that spirit of adventure, because she is one of the most adventurous people I know, in the sense that she would 100% rather get in her car and drive somewhere new rather than sit at home alone. Um, <laughs> And that's certainly a huge inspiration for me. Oh, I definitely agree there. Valerie rocks. So funny. (laughs) Valerie, please speak to that. I, yeah, guilty. I, I do love adventure. I think I'm unique also that I do like to adventure by myself. I just came back from driving from Nevada yesterday, 10 hours on the road, but I find it adventuresome. I'm always looking for new experiences. And this adventure serial is awesome for people who never get to travel or don't travel as much as they want to, because I'm hoping to go across the globe with Synergy Theater, right? I'm looking forward to seeing different countries without having to whip out a passport. And I'm planning to go see all eight shows and I want to see at least 80 different countries. And I, I expect them to deliver. You know, they keep raising the bar with every new show. And- Thank you. <laughs> Is that a satisfactory answer from Valerie Griffin? Yes, it is. It's also providing big shoes to fill. Um, (laughs) Always. Maybe on a more serious note, one thing we've been grappling with or talking about is being ethical in the show, in our portrayal of other cultures. Because improv in the past has been kind of an open check to be whoever you want to be but we don't want to misportray other cultures or put them in a negative light simply out of our 
ignorance of how they live their lives. We do have diversity in our cast and we can reach out to the backgrounds of all the people that we have in the show. So that's an interesting part of wanting to go on the adventure, but also setting boundaries for what we can show on the stage. I'm super glad and thankful that Griffin, you've made sure to think about that and bring that to us. We are being thoughtful about what plot arcs we give to what things, and we're probably more thoughtful about it than most writers in Hollywood, certainly some years back. But even today, there's still so much that misses the bar, and I'm excited that we will be telling these stories with that bar raised to a more appropriate place. Well, I thought I couldn't wait before, but now, Valerie... I really can't wait either. (laughs) Edge of my seat, all about this. I'm so excited to see the set, the costumes. And Heather Griffin, I, I would like to say that you both inspire me both personally and creatively. And I'm so grateful for each of you. And Valerie, you too, you are an amazing adventurer. Thank you. And I'd love to hear what you are up to. Heather, do you have any questions for Griffin? Most of my questions get answered in rehearsals lately. Griffin, do you have any questions for Heather? What would be one of your favorite adventure movies? Goodness. Well, the first one that comes to mind, don't quote me on it later if it changes, but the first Superman movie with Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. that comes to mind, possibly because I'm Ooh, good uh, one. binging Smallville at the moment, but I've always loved that one very much. I thought it was a wonderful a use of both adventure genres as well as having those real heart behind relationships and a good story in the midst of it, like we were talking about. I'll throw the question back to you. Yes, Griffin, I want to hear your answer. But before, I'd like to hear if Valerie has a guess as to what (laughs) adventure movie Griffin would pick. And then I will also express (laughs) which one I would pick for both Heather and Griffin. Honestly, I I, I I already picked mine, so (laughs) I'm not going to change it. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to stick with that. I'm going to bow out of this question because I want to hear Sarah's answer. What? Okay, okay. (laughs) All right, me first. So the first thing that came to my head when when Heather was asked that question, what's your favorite adventure story? The first thing that came to my head was Peter Pan. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh that Peter one Pan. probably, yeah. <laughs> and then for Griffin, it would be the Maltese Falcon. Does that oh. does that count, Griffin? I suppose so. It's like a noir adventure. Yeah, I've certainly seen that and I enjoyed it. Because it's smart and it's slick and it's done in black and white and has great characters in it. Okay, Griffin, what's your favorite? Okay, the one that I set in stone that I wasn't going to change just to say like, hey, you're right. This isn't my favorite adventure movie, but one I wanted to talk about was the movie Up, the Pixar film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. it slides under the radar a bit as an adventure movie, but it very much is one. What I love about it, of course, many people are very touched by the opening first eight minutes or so, but it's an adventure film with a lot of heart between the main two characters, Carl and Russell, two people who feel a little abandoned and alone finding each other on this adventure and they learn this valuable lesson of friendship trying to get 
as far away from others as possible. I love that movie. <laughs> Me too. As you were speaking, it, I was envisioning the the opening scenes, which you are right, are so touching and, and really establish the backstories and what's at stake for the main characters. And Synergy Theater always does such a great job of doing exactly that. And then it goes on and, and it just snowballs. And where you end up in that film <laughs> is is where you feel like you should, but it, it still comes as a pleasant surprise. And, and again, Synergy Theater also does that wonderfully as well. So in closing, is there anything that you would like to additionally promote or let the audience know about Adventure Serial or any other endeavor that Synergy Theater has taken on currently? This is the start of a new season. So get a whole season ticket. Every show is going to be awesome. Yes. And Griffin? I want to thank all my collaborators in the show. Of course, the whole cast of Synergy, the two of you for your support and all the wonderful elements that are coming together. My mom, Heather, Ed are all working together to bring the set to life. Arastu has composed some wonderful music that we're going to use during the performances that I'm super excited to debut. I'm glad to have some new and returning cast members. Heather, of course, has just joined, but Ed Meehan, who has been a Synergy performer in the past, has come back for the show. Benny is back as well. Um, Yay! Much anticipated. Val, you have any uh, closing thoughts? Just can't wait to see you guys. And just a big shout out and thanks to you, Sarah, for doing these podcasts. Which yeah, are thank you, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Just amazing. So amazing. This is a, this is a joy. This is a, an excuse to talk to someone as fantastic as Heather is and someone as creative and inspirational as Griffin is and someone who rocks like you, Val. Uh, <laughs> it it's, provides me a platform uh, for doing that. and it's But a- it also gives everyone else insight into each other. Just like Griffin once said that he didn't know certain things about his castmates because they don't they don't actually interview each other yeah. when they rehearse, right? So we all learn different things about each other every single time. It's so amazing. Well, really e- enjoy these. Well, each person who is part of the Synergy Theater family is so wonderful and inspiring and just incredible people. And if I can play a small part in showing that to anyone who is interested, I will. So thank you for that. Thank you. And Heather, again, thank you so much. Griffin, also, thank you. Can't wait. Valerie, you're awesome. I will see you all at the Lesher Center at the Vukasan Theater at the start of Synergy Theater's new season of shows, which will kick off in incredible way with Adventure Serial. Yay. Thank you. Can't wait. Thank you all Thank you so, everyone. so much. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank see you then. Bye. Bye. In February. Bye. Yes. February 1st. Right. Bye. And that's our show. If you think improv sounds like fun, it is. If you think you'd like to try improv, it's easy. Just go to SynergyTheater.com and click on School of Improv. Synergy Theater offers beginner, advanced, and master classes. Synergy Theater is also on Facebook. Please rate, review, and follow this podcast. Your support makes a difference. 
Synergy Theater is a 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit that depends on the participation of current and future star supporters and improvisers like you. Thank you.